Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Danny, <laughs> my, uh, my bookie. Yeah, how about my bookie.ag? Are we rolling in the dough or what right Dude, now? Dude, we're rolling. I picked I picked the Cubs 3 days in a row. Killa dilla and then we swept. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, we don't always know who's going to win, but, you know, sometimes we can guess who's going to win. And uh, when we do, we go to mybookie.ag and we place our bets. I can't believe I made a bet on you, Darvish. And the whole beginning of that game, I was shocked by it, all of it. And it still worked out somehow. Well, thank God for Taylor Davis. So, uh, yeah, mybookie.ag, they got uh, uh, in-game betting, props, fantasy sports wagers. There's something for everybody. And uh, they got best the best player perks in the sports book business. They've been good to us by sponsoring the show, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. If you go to mybookie.ag and use promo code RANTO, R-A-N-T-O, when you make your account, you get a 50% bonus on your deposit. And, and you want to know what else? What else? You play, you win, you get paid. Yeah, mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, promo code RANTO. Do it. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again, all you got to do is subscribe to our show on Patreon. You get your own RSS feed. It's patreon.com slash sunranto. You get the show ad-free and early. And, you know, I got a show, I got a new song that's going to be uh, released, well, at the end of this show. But if you want to download this song, it, I only release it to Patreon people. So just go on there. Patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a dollar. And uh, listen early and ad-free. And now let's do a show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucio Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Michael Cotton. Listen, what a weekend in Chicago. The Boston Red Sox swept the White Sox. (laughs) (laughs) The the who did what now? (laughs) I'm sorry. Am I on the wrong show again? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you're fired. Uh, Yeah. I I listened to the last show. Can we start with something else? Just get into it, Danny. Push play. Uh, Okay. All right. Yeah. So this is a voicemail message I thought we should revisit from the last show. From our good friend, Cardinals fan, Dennis. Hey, it's 2016, Colin. Remember me? Oh, yeah, here we are, right at the beginning of the dynasty. The Cubs, whoo, we're set up. We're set up for five more years. All we're going to do is win, win, win. World Series after World Series. Chris Bryant's the best baseball player of all time. Nothing could go wrong. <laughs> uh, just kidding. 
It's Dennis. Fuck the Cubs. Cardinals are in first place, bitch. What's oh, up? We about to really? see your ass. Ozuna and Goldschmidt are going to beat up on you guys worse than Addison Russell beats up on his wife. Chris Ooh. Bryant's batting 230. 230. <laughs> oh, man. You Darvish is the biggest waste of money in the entire major leagues. Kind of right Joe Madden's that. probably going to get fired. Yeah. And we're going to win another one. Hey, man, that one-year dynasty, though, is great. He was great. Never forget. 2016, baby. I love you. See, this is why you should never record your thoughts. Oh, wait. This is a podcast. Oh, no. Right. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, that it's, was. It's, I don't know if he was too close to his mic, but I could hear the wind whip, whipping past his tooth. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you might not recognize a laugh on this show that uh, you're hearing right now. And that is from Bleacher Jeff filling yes. in for the wayward Michael Cotton. Uh, he's got a day job. He's got stuff to do this week and in this time. Last night was a night game. So welcome to the Sunranto Show. Is this your first time on the show, Jeff? Yeah, this is it. Thanks for having me. Well, welcome. You're- and your last time with that sexy fucking voice, you're making you us all look it. bad. Yeah. Jesus Christ. You really are. Yeah, I'm very bassy today. I don't know why. It's- yeah. Sounds nice. Sounds all, nice. All, the, all, all the cheering and screaming and yelling yeah. that you've been doing I, for I the actually last three did, days. Yeah, I probably did throw out my voice last night. Yeah, we were yelling we, sweep over and over again. Yeah, and we were giving uh, Ozuna a pretty good uh, tongue lashing last night. I I called when he went oh he was uh, when he was oh for two he was oh for tuna. That was good. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, and, and as long as you didn't give Martinez a tongue lashing, you should be safe. But he does <laughs> shower with him, so you never know what you may have got. Yeah, you never know. He was a little close. So um, yeah, so welcome to the show, Jeff. We're going to talk all about this Cardinal sweep. And um, we're going to talk. Uh, well, we're going to preview. You should tomorrow. say it right, though. The Cubs sweep over the Cardinals. It's yes. just not, you know, for that's anyone true. who yeah, may, that's or true. may not have watched the games. I don't want them to be like, wait, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> who swept who now? Did I read the paper wrong this morning? Yeah, the Cubs swept the Cardinals, and it was wait, just. Wait, 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 wait. Can you say that again? I didn't. Compl- what did you say? <laughs> sweep. <laughs> um, oh, so. But first, uh, and then we're going to preview the Marlins, but first I got some events to talk about. This one's kind of important. So if you had put in John Baker Day as um, 8, what, what, 7, 20, I believe we were going to have it, uh, July 20th, it is now August 4th because John Baker can't do July 20th. Um, we're going to get some more details. So it's safe it would have been, been nice if you had asked him first before you booked it, you dumbass. No, he, his schedule changed. Right. Yeah, that's what happened. I didn't. I'm not get here to fuck over the people. I'm here to serve the people, Lyle. Okay. Um. So we're gonna have details about all this soon. Uh, Corey and I have been talking. We've got some really exciting things in the works. So uh, be prepared. Uh, save the date eight four. And uh, I have got a bit of John Baker Day trivia for you. Okay, just to start this out. Um, which Cubs 2016 World Series champion? was the starting pitcher for the Reds the last time before John Baker pitched and got the win that a position player had gotten the win. So the previous time, there was a Cubs 2016 World uh, Series champion pitcher who was also on the team, though he did not pitch that night in the John Baker game. Who was that man? I would guess, oh, I don't know. Who was Lyle? You got anybody? I think I remember this because I we because when we played him one time, it came up that he was the pitcher. 
Well, he wasn't the pitcher in the game. He was the starting pitcher for the Reds. Yeah. The previous time when they the Reds lost to the Phillies in this game. That not that that helps, but <laughs> the previous time that a position player pitched. Who was it? You're gonna say it, and we're gonna be like, oh, don't Tra- Travis Wood. Oh. Travis Wood. Yeah, I was thinking position players. That was a weird question. Yeah, because it's the starting pitcher of the game. I know. It's it's maybe too weird, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to get weirder, come see the Bleacher Bum Band featuring me yeah. and Mr. Bleacher Jeff uh, uh, of, well, of uh, Sunranto fame now. Now it's it. Yeah, at uh, G-Man Tavern this weekend, May 11th. G-Man Tavern, Friday, 5 p.m., right after the game. Hopefully we'll be on by five. That's the plan. We got to clear out of there by seven for another show. So uh, anyway, be there at five. Come. It's my birthday. It's also Danny's birthday. Yeah. So bring me presents. 45 presents each I want for each year Ooh. I've had to live on this godforsaken earth. And um, so and we just went to an event. I just want to mention how awesome it was. It was a good was. 45 years. This is probably the last one. So well, enjoy them while you got them. I'd say I'd say there were a few bum ones in there. <laughs> Say they were all 45 weren't good, <laughs> but um, yeah, so uh, we went to an event on Thursday. I wanted to talk a little bit about it. Uh, Ben Zobrist out at Club 400, and boy, man, Stewart did such an awesome job. It had rained de- all de- week. Defensive specialist, Ben Zobrist, seriously, <laughs> cutting dudes off, uh, cutting dudes down on the base paths, diving catches, diving catches. Yeah, yeah the fountain of youth he found. So, uh, I don't know. Did you have fun? I, the, Jeff was there with me. I mean, it was a pretty good time. They raised a lot yeah. of money. for a, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, uh, the best part of it, of being... Stuart, Stuart does good things there. Stuart does okay. great. He raised money for a family of a deputy, a, a policeman who had been killed. I don't know really the details of it, but they raised money for his family. And seeing their family's reaction, obviously, they're just eternally grateful. And uh, I believe maybe his wife... Uh, throughout the first pitch on Saturday, I think I saw. Um, so they did a whole thing. The Cubs did a whole thing, too. And, I don't know, Benzo's such a nice guy. Like, me and Jeff got our picture taken with him, and we we did, like, when he's in the outfield, he does, like, the, you know, when there's one out, he goes, you know, one up and two down, right? And he did that for us in the pictures. And, I mean, he, he, how long had he, had he already been in that handshake picture line? By the time? Oh, forever. Like, two yeah, There's at least 400 people. And we snuck in at the end of the line, you know, so we just hightailed it at the end. And he was still nice and personable and energetic and wanting to see everybody. It was cool. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> what was the good be- for him? I would fucking hate that. I oh, would, yeah. I would be the worst famous person. Oh, ever. I'd be yeah. such a cocksucker. No Get the fuck away from me, you fucking miscreant. I don't want to fucking talk to you, you loser. You'd be like Vince Vaughn. I'd be like eh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, the best. I, I, had, I had a good time with him one day back in the day, but there was just a lot of drugs involved. So yeah, so <laughs> uh, every time's a good time when you got drugs. Uh, but uh, speaking, you buried the lead. Was yeah. Mrs. Ben Zobris there? And no. did you guys sing a duet? No, no she wasn't no. there. We. I didn't even get this. I didn't even sing my Ben Zobris song. Yeah, oh. yeah. There was there was, there was the no on stage like it couldn't happen. Yeah, it was it was just too crazy. And uh, I, I kind of always expect that because it's with those giant events, like things run on, run off time easily, you know. Right. But um, and I I would blame drunk Gary Matthews for most of the problem because <laughs> he was there getting 
getting hammered. Um, I told him, I went up to Gary and I said, hey, I just wanted to tell you, and this is the truth, that um, when I was a kid, I used to uh, try to bat like you. And he would swing his hips and swing his bat all around. And I always thought it was because he was trying to distract the pitcher so he could get a walk. <laughs> and I didn't want it. That works. Yeah. I didn't want to. I didn't want to swing. Did you ask him? No, no, I didn't ask him. I told him, I said, just so you know, like you were the guy that I emulated. And he looked like he was about to cry. And he'd like, put his arm around me. He's like, that's so nice. And then, he, and then he signed people's baseballs, but he was like too drunk. So it's all smeary. It's like, Gary Murmur. <laughs> the smurge. He, he, wrote, he wrote Danny Rocket on every ball. <laughs> the smurge. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Seriously. So we had a great time. So thanks to, uh, to Stuart McFicker for having us out. And this is the oh, big news. Um, Wilson Contreras is going to be out there on the 17th of July, I believe. Is it the 17th or 18th? Let me. 18th. 17th, 18th. Off day. Yeah. If Javi Baez is your favorite player's favorite player. Wilson Contreras is your favorite player's favorite player, favorite player. How about yeah. that? See, well, he's a catcher, too. So yeah. it's special. <laughs> spe- love that, man. Special place in my heart. And he still barely has a backup, except for the Grand Slam hitting uh, powerhouse that is Taylor Davis now. Yeah. But- by, the, by the way, that Grand Slam was so big, not just for Taylor Davis and getting a little playing time, not just for Wilson, but maybe for Joe Madden's confidence and his ability to maybe – Maybe you're somebody else yeah. once in a while. And yeah, there's, Joe gets to keep his job because of Taylor Davis. Um, yeah, so I Michael's not here, so we normally do rakes, flakes, throws, and blows here. But I just thought I'd take a, a little look at the, you know, basically the Cubs start. I'm not going to play the sound effects unless I will. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Oh, look at that. How did that happen? Um, you got to give it to Wilson Contreras, you know, speaking of Club 400 and July 18th. Um Man, uh, two home runs, although that didn't – Rizzo had more than him this week. But uh, he had seven hits. He was seven for 14. He also took two walks, only struck out three times. His OPS, and it's only 14 at-bats, but it's uh, 1.529 with the two home runs. Dude's on fire. Let's keep it's in a, mind – it's, it, it's, a, a, it's a good pick, but Anthony's the, 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 the correct answer. Yeah, I, it might be. I mean, he had the three home runs. He's got the exciting power numbers. What, four and five days? Yeah. Three. Three. Uh, Baez had a couple. Bryant's coming alive. So, uh, But, yeah, Rizzo drove in the most runs, uh, nine. But that's not really up to him. It's who's on base, right? But still. Still. he Yeah, you got to give it to either Rizzo or Contreras. Um, yeah. and, and, by the way, Chris Bryant still, and I just I just will continue to bash on him forever. What, what, base, what favorite baseball player of a town has ever, like, had more big hits in the least important times during a game ever. <laughs> yeah, he cl- but, but he, but you know, he's like the king of padding his stats. A total clerch last night with the grand slam already. It was beat. amazing, and it made the fans happy. It was like, I yeah. love Chris Bryant. I'm like, it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. We won 13 to 5 instead of, well, he made it had, He made had, it 13 to 2. It had been 9 to 2 when he hit it, so clerch. Had they been down by one with the bases loaded, he would have grounded out to second. <laughs> <laughs> yep, clerch. Um, now, speaking of the, the uh, clerchiness, uh, Elmore with a couple of hits last night, but still, he's not, he's not doing shit with the bat. Um, 
he's that guy, right? He's your defensive special. You got two of them now that just, you know, I mean, thank God Hayward's hitting a little bit because he's hitting pretty well. I mean, he's taking that role over, though. Yeah. 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 I'm liking Hayward in, in center field, too. I mean, that's nice. It uh, keeps the bats going. I kind of like that lineup. Well, yeah, I, I did too. Gives him flexibility. I, I do think Hayward's a better right fielder, but I I'm mean, sure. who knows? I, I think, you know, give him a little bit more time out there in center. I mean, may, who knows? Maybe the lights, the, the sun won't be in his eyes quite as much because it sets right there, especially at Wrigley Field where it sets there in the West. You know, that sun really bothers him, but I think it probably bothers everybody. It just yeah, seems terrible. Yeah, maybe Hayward's just just the right height to have it be worse. I don't I'm not sure. But it doesn't seem like anybody else has quite the issue that Hayward does looking into that sun, but I mean is anyone anyone I mean they think about so much of the idiosyncrasies of these players the oh well, you know, Hayward can't come up against a left-hander with an extra finger on a Tuesday because when he does that he always strikes out. But yet nobody bought a fucking shade for that fucking spot in the stadium. Yeah, no, like cuz it comes between, doesn't it? That's the bad part. Yeah, it comes between. Yeah. It comes between and buy and- a fucking shade, Theo. Problem solved. <laughs> Goddamn curtains curtain up the side. between innings nobody will notice <laughs> blackouts yeah so i never played the flake sound and it's my favorite i haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days remember that yeah almora you flake um and uh how about some throws I don't know. Who do you want to give it to this week? Kyle Hendricks. What are you yeah. fucking talking about? <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't sure I was on the fence, but. <laughs> nope. uh, well, nope. maybe you, Darvish. He didn't totally he did. The Cubs won anyway. Baby steps. <laughs> you, Darvish. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll say, you know, what I had written down for this game to talk about game one in the Cardinals series. But they called it pitching a Maddox, which I guess Maddox did do this like 24 times, like have under 100 pitches and uh, a shutout, complete game kind of thing. Um, I was texting with John Baker trying to, you know, hook up what day we're going to do John Baker Day. And uh, he said that Bob Tewksbury, who works in the mental skills department, said that they should call it a Tewksbury because he did it six times and it's a better name. And I kind of agree. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, he Tewksburyed. Um I did. I kind of went down a rabbit hole and I saw that uh, Don Newcomb, he did it more than anybody at Wrigley uh, two times, and it's only happened 21 times total at Wrigley Field. Only 10 times of those 21 by the Cubs, and the Dodgers did it seven times. Wow. <laughs> Almost as much as the Cubs. Um, some Cubs you may have heard that did it. Um, Big Z did it, and he's. Uh, we're, I'm going to go out to see. I got my tickets. May 17th. Nice. Yeah, we're going to Chicago yeah. Dogs. Big Z, Bleacher Jeff going out there with me, too. Um, and Maddox actually only did it once at Wrigley. So right now, Kyle Hendricks and uh, Greg Maddox have done the same thing. If Kyle Hendricks can do that one more time, he will be officially better than Greg Maddox. I'll take it. But it's, it is kind of rare. I mean, I was wondering, I asked Chris Kompka, and he didn't answer me, about how many Major League Baseball games there's ever been. Because uh, it's only happened... 418 times in MLB history for what they have records of. That under 100 pitches, complete game shutout. That's wild. So how many games have there been? It's got to be, I mean. In the history of baseball? Yeah. There's like thousands a year, right? I'm not a mathematician, my friend. 
Are, are we counting all those uh, wiffle ball games that were in my backyard in 1987? No, no. Major League Baseball games. Oh, okay. Yeah, not not ones that you were pretending to be in Major League Baseball. But um, When I was doing my best Dwight Evans in the backyard. Is that who you pretended to be? Well, yeah. I was Gary Matthews. Yes. You were Dwight Evans? Dwight Evans or Jim Rice. But when I did Jim Rice, it was controversial. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess you are from racist-ass Boston. <laughs> um, so here's here's my... Uh... You just put your lips together and blow. All right, who you who you want to give this to, Darvish or Chatwood, for what happened last night? <laughs> Even though the Cubs won both games. Darvish sucks, right? I mean, nobody's saying he sucks, but he sucks. <laughs> he sucked again. There's just something really wrong with him, and I... I mean, we, we talked about baby steps two episodes ago, and maybe he's getting incrementally better, but it's... The second one was a setback, though. It was a little baby step backwards this weekend, I think. Yeah, five yeah. walks? You think so? Yeah. <laughs> it was a baby walk back, <laughs> backwards. Five walks. Hey, um, if he's had three walks, I'm good with it. <laughs> well, so five walks move? in four what's, innings. What's the move? Do you send him down? Well, no, I don't think can't. yeah, I don't think you do. <laughs> Number I mean, five, you just gotta <laughs> you trade him for Mike Trout, obviously. Right, <laughs> that's what do you think? Um, I mean, you know, the funny you, thing to me, do you think at some point? Well, can, I mean, uh, what I meant by set him down? Do you fake? Do you fake IL him? Is is my point? No, I think that would ruin his confidence for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, got a pitch. The only way he's going to get better is by keep going out there and throwing that slider and spinning you, it, and trying you, to get. You'd say that, but I'm watching, and it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you're right. It's just like, it yeah. just I don't know. It's it's going to take a little time with him. He's a head case. And, uh, how yeah, did, how like, did we not really understand the head casedness of this man before he came to town? We ignored it. Remember, we after the, uh, the word on the street was that he was broken after he tipped his pitches in the World Series. Right. And he felt so bad that he let everybody down and it, it ruined his whole life and his pitching from then on in. I mean, the weird thing to me is that everybody's still treating him with kid gloves. Like he comes off of there. He only pitches four innings, gives up five fucking runs. And then like everybody's like, he did pretty well. Like Joe Madden's like, I really liked what I saw out there. And- I'm so sick of Joe Madden's defense of him. And it's obvious <laughs> that the guy is like an ego like freak because he can't handle it seriously i mean everybody saw what happened for christ's sake you know it's just i mean and even you darvish i think is a, a little bit like i don't know maybe he's like i thought i pitched well too i'm gonna do better next time like how many times are we gonna hear this you know what i mean and and i don't know what you were supposed to do at this point like Give him an extra day. It seems like that would ruin him. I, I mean, I don't know what to do because he's he's pitching against the Brewers. Oh wait, no. I think he's going. He is. I, he's definitely going against the Marlins. So that's good. At least get him some. I mean, confidence. here's the question: Would he be better than Chatwood as a fifth starter? Like he's the fifth starter right now. Would Chatwood or someone else be better? Really? And then what do you do with you? I mean, it's not like you can put him in the pen. I mean, just take that part of the equation. Just say, like, we need to get somebody. Who are you going to get this better for a fifth starter, really? Yeah. I mean, the weird thing about you is it's just so unsettling. Yeah. It's weird. It's always going to feel weird with that guy for a little while until we can really 
do it consistently and get it settled down, you know? You kind of want to hate the guy, but you really feel bad for him. Uh, yeah. He still throws nasty stuff, though, man. Like, those those pitches are still spinning up there. It's crazy looking. So it's got to work eventually, I think. But, I don't know, it's just got to come together somehow. He's too good for it not to work eventually, yeah, right? That's what I think. He'll be on this throws list soon enough. And off the eternal. Uh, yeah, but list. we've been we're, we've been waiting so long, and I know it's only early May, but you know the season's about the quarter mark here, right? Yeah, well, he's the Japanese Jason Hayward so far, and that's all there is to it. And right. it's just been a disappointing contract overall. I mean, actually, Jason Hayward's contract's looking pretty good now. Yeah. I mean, finally, and no, I mean, it, Jason Hayward, even like last year or like the year before, even when he was batting two twenty something, is still doing better. Than Darvish. Is what I'm saying. I mean, it's two different jobs, but are you ready for a little? It's now time to take a look beyond the outfield wall with Lyle Aker and the state of the bull penis. The bull penis is at full mast. (laughs) And it is slowly lubing up. Get ready for sick action. Whoa. Did you see... Did you see that Brett Taylor posted something about how, like, the bullpen is – since they've reshuffled it, which was in early April when they just – they sent down Carl Edwards Jr. and they brought some guys up and then the Iowa shuttle started started its, uh, you know, daily runs <laughs> from Iowa to Chicago. Um, that uh, The Cubs bullpen has been better by a full run than all other teams' bullpens. That's amazing. It's I mean – I know we were pretty hard on the Cubs earlier in the year when they started two and nine or whatever it was, but and people are now being like, "I told you this team was good," like you know, Mm -hmm. yelling at us. And you're right, but uh, you know, if you would have told me that this bullpen would do such a complete turnaround that some of the starting pitching in the you know would, I mean, the offense has been consistently great the whole time, but if you would have told me that this pitching staff would just be lights out. Like after it was so incredibly shitty, I would I would have had a hard time believing that. No, it's true, and they're probably overachieving now. You know, like they can't keep up this pace either. It's going to be somewhere in between these two extremes that we've seen so far. Either that, or it's always going to be an extreme. Is this one of those extreme teams that's going to like rattle off twelve wins and then go on a ten game losing streak? Well, Maybe. based on what we've seen so far, it feels that way. Yeah. And being being a Cubs fan, that's what you have to expect, right? You're like, well, now, God, we suck so bad, it's, we're dying, and they start playing well. We're like, okay, this is pretty exciting, but it, it can't last forever. <laughs> when when when's the wheel? When are the wheels going to fall off? I I mean, if we get swept by the Marlins after sweeping the Cardinals, yeah, I would bad. say, yeah, I think that would be bad considering they've got a winning percentage in the twos. Two hundred. Sweep this series too, really. I mean, we have to. Yeah, four games against the Marlins. Like, why not keep rolling? But how many games have the Cubs won straight? I kind of lost track. At seven. Seven. Yeah. So you could be at eleven straight. You know, by the end of this series, I mean, it's hard to sweep anybody, but yet alone two team two. But it should be easy to sweep the Marlins. Kind of. I mean, who knows? Um. So a couple of Cubs uh, procedural things, uh, moves. Uh, Morrow went to Illinois uh, for 60 days now, and there's this, like, fancy-dancy uh. thing that they did to make room for Russell. Um, and then they – I think then Tony Barnett went to the 60-day, too. 
So he's not going to be back for a while. That was a dude that might come up, you know, to help out the bullpen, but it's not happening anytime soon. Oscar De La Cruz, if you might remember him, he's back from PED suspension, which he probably did more time than Russell did for beating his lady. He did. And um, so uh, there's just a couple things that happen, mostly minor league stuff. Morrow's not coming back this year, is he? <laughs> it's just weird. He's just not on this team, right? No, not if they put, you know, not on the 60 day. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it was a real setback. He was throwing and then who knows what happened. So frustrating with that guy because well, he didn't I mean, even have it, surgery. It was, it, it was, it's good though, that they made the decision, put him on the 60 day to make room for Russell, because what would you want to do for a team that is on fire and just on a streaking run right now, then put the biggest distraction in all of baseball in the major league yeah. <laughs> roster and fuck with the chemistry. You got to poison the water somehow. Yeah. Cubs are too good now. They're getting ahead of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> we will We're peaking too early. Bring yeah. up Russell. Bring up Russell. Well, I was wondering about this because, all right, so let's say you do have Russell. You got Hap down there. Now, it, neither, I mean, neither one of them are tearing up the minor leagues either right now, though I think Russell's got a couple home runs already. Um, but, like, couldn't you put together some kind of package with Hap and Russell and, like, get a Morrow? I mean, you a think, non-injured Morrow? <laughs> yeah, you'd think we could get something for that. I mean, we need to get those something in the back out of the bullpen. We need to get that Chapman-type player. I mean, that's the one thing that this team is missing that we need. I mean, how long can Strobe do it? I don't know. I mean, he hasn't proven it over a long period of time, so who knows? And plus, we all know uh, just Strobe is – I mean, I think he's got – what it takes to be that shutdown pitcher. I mean, we've seen it, um, but he's just better in the eighth. And why wouldn't you just want another guy? Like, let's yeah. have two strokes. <laughs> I mean, for Christ's sake, you know, I mean, Morrow would have been great, but he's, he hasn't been around. He's been injured forever and he's not coming back. And if he does come back, it'll be at the end of the year, which is good. Cause then we'll have him, but it, then who knows what he's going to be like that. Even when we get him back, if we get him back, who knows if he's going to be any good. Right, and that's on Theo. Forever. He had that injury history coming into that whole thing, so that's all on Theo. Yeah, fire Theo. Um, Descalso hurt his ankle, but I guess that's just a day-to-day kind of thing, right? I'm, I just saw that he hurt it, and then I, I didn't did not hear see it. that. Yeah. I don't know. I twisted mine stepping out of bed the other day, and it's been about two weeks. I'm still limping. Sprained mine a year ago. It still hurts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but tell tell everybody how you sprained your ankle. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you got to. I was there. Well, well, I wasn't there, but I saw you when you came back up and had your ice ice pack up on the left field wall. wall. That's the only time I had to get well, a medic. Wall. Um, so you know how the bullpen has the windows, you know, and the left field bleachers <laughs> underneath. So oh yes, you, can, you know, and I'm kind of buddies with Chad Noble, so I like to, you know, walk by and do something funny for them. Maybe a little you know, dance, maybe strut my stuff, maybe um, you know, look like a kitty cat or something like that. <laughs> so, um, I decided to do. I think I was just doing a kick. I was just a little like I tried to do some high kicks, you know, trying to impress them with my flexibility, which is not good if anybody knows my body shape and type not good so i you know got a little you know i was a little we drunk. call that beer shaped yeah <laughs> beer. exactly not, not beer beer and then, no yeah beer it's all beer beer shaped um so this was the night when we were playing the marlins last year and there was that fight the tickle fight happened oh so I, tickle fight so night I went down there and I was like play fighting and then tickling and then I, you know, just hopped on one foot and came down and just totally went sideways on my ankle. Like 
just rolled it so hard and I did two palms right into the glass. Boom. <laughs> and like just slid down like a cartoon. It was ridiculous. And they all like just suddenly looked over and like the whole bullpen was laughing. I mean, like crazy. <laughs> uh, so I just took a bow and uh, dragged my bum ankle leg out of there and found a, a medic in an ice pack immediately. And yeah. then they saw you the next game on crutches, laughed even harder. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't come to a couple games after that. I, <laughs> the shame. Because <laughs> Letting it rest. No, because I couldn't walk. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was in on the couch. Oh, um, but yeah, that, that was might, that story. That might be the only injury that's taken place outside of the Cubs bullpen. I don't know that yeah. that's true, though. There's a lot of drunk people walking down that hall. Um, yeah. So they don't you get and, that physical, though. You and Descalso. Maybe that's how Descalso heard it, too. He was back there. Dancing Showing off. The, dancing. And uh, I didn't know this. Apparently, David Bodie has been playing with a broken toey. Bodie's oh, toey. Which one? I don't and, know. And what did Anthony Rizzo have to do with this? I know. Did, did he bite too hard? Did he get overexcited? <laughs> was he overstimulated and just chomped down? I think so. He was just got too excited by uh, David Bowie Bodie's clutch. You do want to say Bowie, don't you? I do it all I, the time. I do. Well, we were singing it. Yeah, we were singing it yesterday in the in the bleachers. Sing Major Tom during his at bat, and hopefully when we get to the part where it says lift off, he hits a home run. That's the perfect scenario. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for out there. So good right, for- when, right, right when the acid kicks in. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know Dude, that was perfect. We made that happen with our voices. If, if you yeah. put on Pink Floyd and Wizard of Oz, it's it's perfect. She dies right at Goodbye Crew World. Yes, and then if you put Anthony Rizzo's toe in your ass. <laughs> Then you break it like David Bodie. Yes. So what a man though, out there with a broken toe, just 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 doing it. Um. So yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with the Cubs. And, Besides, and then you have you Darvish out there with a broken heart, not being able to throw a strike. <laughs> yeah, put him on. Put him on the injured list. What's he on for? A broken heart. <laughs> um. So that Friday game, I'm so lucky. I got these kick-ass seats in the 13th row right behind home plate to watch that, to to watch that gem. Yeah. From uh, Kyle. And it's so weird because, you know, it's not going fast. The ball isn't going fast. It's just that when the hitters go to swing at it, they miss it or look like idiots when they swing. And it's going so slow. So it yeah and and he like the I saw this overlay in which you have Kyle Hendricks pitching at like 86 and then pitching at 76 and it looks the exact same so that's the you know the chicanery that uh Kyle employed to throw 81 pitches he had everything working 78% strikes they only got four hits they were all singles didn't walk a soul only three strikeouts, all soft contact, which is exactly what you want to see from Kyle. And, of course, Rizzo's three-run homer made that game feel like it was out of reach for the Cardinals, like just the way that uh, Kyle was dealing. I mean, they really – Cardinals really didn't get much going in that game at all. Um, I think they only – did they even get a runner to third? I'm not sure. I don't think so. And, and Rizzo – I mean, Rizzo getting that home run, it, just, it felt over at that point. Yeah. And then – Javi with you know the insurance home run that felt pretty good. Although if if Chris Bryant had hit it, we'd be like, see, <laughs> yeah, well, didn't need it, bro. And uh, but it was so I sat down there with uh, some of you guys might know Luis from Bleacher Nation, and and uh, we were just sitting there talking about it. I was like, man, it's so hard to tell 
Like, even even sitting so close, like, you know, if there's somebody rifling it up there 97, you're like, wow. And it's just this impressive thing. But what was impressive is just so, seeing all these professional major league hitters look like morons. <laughs> like, just popping up and, like, weak contact, a short. And, you know, it's just, just so nice to see. And um, I talked to uh, John Baker about it a little bit. And he's like, that's all we look at. He's like, that's all the pitchers and the catchers look at is how the hitters are swinging at things. So I'm like, that's interesting because I'm always watching the pitch and where it was and was it a strike, was it a ball. I'm going to watch the hitter and see what, how they flinch. Yeah, it's a good strategy, yeah. Because you can't tell balls or strikes in the stands a lot anyway, so it's, that's a really good way to watch the game, I feel. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's one of those things uh, to reach back in the wayback machine. You know, the Roger Clemens, the Randy Johnsons, the Pedro Martinez of the world. They made their money throwing high, low, low to mid 90s, really tight inside and scaring the shit out of hitters. And nobody wanted to get close. So they'd be up, you know, chin music the entire time. And then I don't know. And by the way, that Javi home run. That thing was about eight feet over his head when he swung at it. <laughs> does it does <laughs> he it just matter? reached out. I was like, dude, if he missed that, everybody would be like, oh, Javi. But, you know. I can't wait till someday where he hits a pitch out for a home run. It was. It pretty much was, dude. Go back and watch it. It was way <laughs> out there. I was watching on TV. I was like, dude, what the fuck? It was like over his head and like two feet outside. Yeah, he can hit him from anywhere. It's really impressive. He can hit anything. It was very Vlad Senior-like. He's been going oppo a lot too. Was that one? Yeah. Was that the oppo one? I believe so. I yeah. so yeah. He had two. Yeah, 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 that was the one. It was. It was yeah. So I mean, so he's just muscling out there. It's so amazing. He's, you know, I, I mean, if Christian Yelich cools off and uh, Javi keeps going the way he is, I mean, I know you got uh, what's his name over on the Dodgers playing his face off. Um, oh my God, Bellinger. Bellinger, yeah. So, but you know, Javi's right up there with those guys. For sure. He's he's B though to their A right now. Right now. Yeah. But then you throw in the Unless you're a Cubs fan. Yeah, unless you're a Cubs fan. And they got a they got But the defense. But the defense. El Mago. You don't understand. It's true. He had a couple at least one from the outfield grass last night when he like rifled the ball across on a on a play that I think a lot of runners are safe on. He's just got that cannon for an arm, you know, plus like the instincts like uh Tony said last night uh when watching Javi run that play where he who got caught up was it Rizzo? Rizzo got caught up in a little yeah. pickle. Yeah, and then, pickle. and then Javi, who had grounded out, basically had was already standing on second. By the time I looked, like he like had tr- teletransported there, and Rizzo just like, oh, I guess you're there, so I'll just replace me with you, which is actually probably a pretty good deal to replace Javi at second. Yeah, it's a good exchange yeah, there. Yeah, it's a good exchange with just the one out, and I'm like, well, now he's going to score, right? You know, Rizzo might not have. Uh, Javi did score on, a, on another single. But um, Tony uh, out the bleachers said last night, he goes, I believe that Javier Baez can see three seconds into the future. No more than that, but exactly three seconds. And I'm like, that's all you need that's in baseball. That's all you need. Yeah. So anyway, I was felt so privileged to yeah. sit down there. I, I would totally not waste those talents on baseball. I would just be getting laid all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd always be there right at the right moment. <laughs> With three <laughs> seconds. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, wife. <laughs> well, that's a, well, that's all you need. You'd be, is, is, you'd be out. 
Well, that's all you'd need is three seconds anyway. Well, that's all I need. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, game two, I mean, we got to talk about Taylor Davis's grand slam because, I mean, this game was looked like it was going to be a, sh- you know, basically in the shitter. I mean, it. they were saying on the radio that they all predicted it to be a bullpen game, and it ended up being that Joe used six pitchers. Um, Darvish was bad, and um, but that grand slam, and I looked this up too. First of all, it, I'm so happy for Taylor Davis. Um, first major league home run. This might have been the oppo. This home run. No, 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 no. Fire. This was not an oppo. He he hit this way up. No, 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 no. I meant Javi. I was you talking about four. Sorry, I just popped in my head. Yeah, I think the game winner. The game yeah, winner was the oppo. One. Yeah, yeah. This one was the, the oppo word. one. The yeah, the game winner. Um, yeah, but sorry. <laughs> it, well, whatever. He he hits him everywhere. Oppo, you know, Paul, whatever. But this uh, Taylor Davis granny was definitely a pull on the first pitch with the bases loaded after they walked Schwarber right. And now check this out. He. Um, first of all, he had only one homer at Iowa this year, but that was only in 14 at-bats. But he has only 31 career homers in nine years in the minors. I know. 2,100 plate appearances. He hits a home run only 1.5% of the time in the minors. Do you find it weird sometimes? I mean, you just look around through the history of baseball. You see some of these guys. Like You look at him, his size, his stature. He looks like he's bigger than a lot of the other guys out there, stronger. And why does he not have the power? Like, yeah, what's, so- you know what I mean? Like, what's he missing? You know, like, how does, like, a guy like Benzo have so much more power? Yeah, it's like weird because Benzo's, like, skinnier and, like, yeah. I mean, obviously. Well, the same as Hayward, too. Like, everybody always says that about Hayward, too, because right. he's a he's huge too- guy. It's it's all mechanics. It's all just the way you I hit know. the ball. It's and so you know, like It's weird, crazy. though. It's weird. I don't like get golf, it sometimes. Like golf, right away, too. Like, you can yeah. hit a giant drive, but, you know, For you could sure. be a small I, guy if you're doing it right. I was uh, out playing golf at the end of last season with some of my cousins, and I don't typically play, but. I have a cousin, Michael, who's little guy and can hit the ball 300 yards yeah. every time he steps up. And I'm like, I don't play. I'm like 140. I'm like, dude, I'm so big and strong. I can hit yeah. it way further than you. And I just can't. I just I don't I don't have the mechanics of it. I can't figure it out. Yeah, it's what it is. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. And I think one thing about Taylor Davis and I kind of, you know, because I went down the little Taylor Davis uh, rabbit hole when I was looking up his stats and he's, I- got, he's got Taylor Davis eyes. Well, and well, I also figured out why the Cubs went with Taylor Davis as their uh, backup to the backup catcher, which he's in there because of Caratini even being injured right now. And I think it's because Chris Bryant really wants Taylor Davis on this team. And uh, here's why, because when I was going down my little Taylor Davis rabbit hole, I found that Taylor Davis actually sometimes dresses as a woman and plays violin. Right. I think I've told you that in the past on previous shows. Yeah. So I was at TaylorDavis.com and listen to what I found. Listen to this. Hey, guys. I hope you're having a great week. I am so excited because my brand new album, all of Disney cover songs, just came out today. It's called Melodies of the Magic Kingdom, and I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. I love Disney music and movies so much. Mm-hmm. I feel like so much of my childhood was just consumed with watching Disney movies and listening to the music. And there's a lot of like my child. Well, you understand where I'm going oh, with this. God. So yeah, Taylor Davis is a violin player who just released a whole album of Disney songs, which uh, you know who you know who, but was the first in line to buy that record. 
Oh, for sure. Chris Bryant. Yeah. So I think Chris Bryant pulled a few strings and said, you know what? I don't think we need a veteran backup defensive specialist catcher. I think we should go with Taylor Davis because he plays me violin as I'm trying to go to sleep. Plays a little when you wish upon a star, little bibbity bobbity boo. And I go right to bed and I guarantee I will hit the ball harder if I have Taylor Davis playing violin for me. And hey, that's how you run a baseball team in in this age for millennials. That's how you get rings. That's how you win. <laughs> yeah, first you get the Disney, then you get the rings. Um, I was really proud of our bullpen in this game to hold it in the game two. You know, I mean, obviously you don't win this game without the Taylor Davis home run and the Javi uh, dramatic uh, eighth inning uh, solo shot. But, you know, if you look at the bullpen in this game, Joe used – Webster and Ryan and Brock and Cishek had a bit of a rough outing, but he got out of it. Uh, Kinsler, Strope, all let him all and Strope with two strikeouts. Kinsler with two strikeouts. Uh, Brock with two strikeouts. Um, you know they. You know you got to You got to hand it to him. The bull penis good. Bull penis good. Six pitchers and then full mast, veiny, veiny and throbbing. Then last night the Cubs kicked the shit out of him. Uh, 13 to five. And, uh, you know, we already talked about Clerch's nine to two grand slam. Um, the only, I think negative I could take away from this game is that, um, the Cubs did commit four errors. Yeah. yeah they they might've been a little too loose last night. Too yeah, loose. Getting up early. will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Too loose. Latrex. Um, yeah. Bryant had two of them. Uh, Javi had one, uh, Hayward had one. So I like Brian a little bit better out in out in left field, even though he's no fun out there. Zobrist is the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. He doesn't play with us at all. Nothing. Doesn't even acknowledge our existence. It's terrible. <laughs> so Me, mean. Next time he's out there, let's let's bring violins and Dude, play him Disney songs. Oh, that's a good idea. We could serenade him. That might win him over. Yeah, we'll be like, do you want to be a snowman? He'd be like, oh, a little tear going down his cheek. Then I'll hit a home run for us. Um, good plan. And we already mentioned how Contreras is so freaking awesome. Yeah. He hit a home run yesterday, too. But the Cubs, they swept the Cardinals, and I don't know. that There's nothing better, <laughs> right? I mean. No, that was great. Yeah. Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to happen. Cubs are in first place, a half game up. And uh I don't know how you guys feeling. I mean, is this a Dude, fluke? Is this is this are we going to just hand are we going to hand the Cardinals their asses all year? D- did the Cardinals look overmatched in this series ultimately? I mean, is it try to take yourself out of Cubs fandom for a minute. Maybe go into baseball fandom. And if you could imagine and I know it's really hard to Think about what it's like to be a Cardinals fan. Is there a player in the world right now that you hate more than Dexter Fowler? I mean, the you have to think he's a paid operative at this point. <laughs> well, that's, that's the word. Weird. And like it, it's I I never you know I never believe that shit. It's bogus. But I mean, even like Benzo playing in left, I was thinking that him and Fowler traded uniforms, and then Benzo was playing center and just fuck it and kicked the ball around. Well, um. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, kind of pointed out to me about Dexter Fowler by Luis, who I was sitting next to on Friday. Fowler got to first base somehow, and then uh, he was yucking it up with Anthony Rizzo. And 
And uh, Luis said, you know, I've noticed that the only time Dexter Fowler ever seems to smile is when he's talking to Anthony Rizzo on first base. Other than that, he's like, seems miserable. He does. It is St. Louis. I mean, that's what happens. But Fowler's having a much better year this year. He's got an 846 OPS. He's batting 314. You know, I know, but yeah, but then making an error against like that's what people are going to remember right now. That him just not playing well against the Cubs. Against the Cubs, which I want. I wonder what his splits are. Eh, impossible to find out. <laughs> yeah, I don't. We don't have time for stats. Um, yeah, you know I know we do. Have, you know we do have time for Lyle's betting corner. Ooh. All right. All right. You got the Cubs favored. Big time tonight, right? Heavy. Heavy favorites. Minus 270. You have to bet 270 Ooh. bucks to win a hundo. That's that's getting steep. But the over under seven. It's cold out. Over. I know. A little rainy. I, I kind of like over. the over the way they've been hitting. I'm, I, I'm feeling you. Yeah. yeah. I think it's over. So we're Good going time. over for minus 120. The uh, bet is in. All right. The bet is like in. It. At uh, mybookie.ag, if you love uh, gambling, well, go to mybookie.ag and gamble like uh, the lovable Lucier's Lyle Aker. So let's move on to the Marlins series. Uh, well, the Cubs swept the Marlins last time in Miami, uh, shut them out twice, outscored them 17-2, to and uh, the Marlins are only – they haven't even won 10 games, guys. Ugh. They're 9-24. and Garbage fire. Yeah. And it, what's funny is because, you know, the Pythagorean theorem that they post up on the, uh, you know, baseball reference, uh, Pythagoras says they should be 8-25. and 25, So they're actually playing out of their minds right now. <laughs> They've Ooh, wow. won one more game than great baseball historian Pythagoras said they should. They have a negative 73 run differential. Uh, they're the only team without 10 wins. And they are the worst team in Major League Baseball. They have the worst OPS in the majors, 200 points less than the third-place Cubs. They have hit the fewest homers in the major leagues. Cubs have hit more than double. Uh, and I was thinking, I'm like, well, no, it didn't even matter that they got rid of the stupid home run sculpture because it's not like it was going to get played it. anyway. <laughs> like, Yeah, or just get rid of it. You, you don't even need it. You're not, you don't start need using it. it for visiting home runs, and it could get some use. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They uh, had such a good crop of players. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they should have won it. I mean, it, it was kind of when Jose Fernandez died. Yeah. I mean, and now at this point, I would think that Jeter would have traded him had he not uh, died, you know. Definitely. But, they, but with him and all the guys that they had, Stanton and Ozuna and Yelich, of course, I mean, that might have been the best outfield in baseball. Yeah, like for sure. maybe ever. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a really powerful outfield. Did you just fill it around that a little Starly Castro action? Yeah, they fucking fucked up. They are so and bad. Real Muto too. I mean, yeah. Real Muto. I mean, huh? all over the diamond. They have talent, and they they don't take walks. They're I, they don't take any walks. I mean, they're the worst. The Cubs are sixth in walks. They're just bad. I mean, you, you, there's a lot of stats here, Danny. This is what I got to say. There's no reason the Cubs should even, like, be behind for a moment in this series. Well, they don't it's even. It's a trap, though, right? I mean, right. Like... It is a trap. It's a trap. So they're going to lose 10 nothing tonight? 
Well, yeah. unless we come out and start hitting again. I mean, you got to keep that edge, and I think it's just going to happen just because it's supposed to happen, you know? Yeah, the Cubs have scored 80 more runs than the Marlins, so. The Cubs feel like they have a little edge right now. Oh, yeah. No, they're rolling. They're rolling. They that's they why. They feel good. That's why we need to dial it back with Lil Addison Russell. Bullpens dialed in. Fucking the guys are hitting. Even fucking shitty Chris Bryant's doing stuff. Well, one cool thing is that, you know, I would mention how the pitching has been so much better. The Cubs have um, got themselves to seventh best team ERA in the majors right now. So that's a huge difference than the beginning of the season. The Marlins have switched places with us. Now they're eighth for eighth worst. Uh, Cubs are a full run better. Uh, they they give up the long ball about average, and the Cubs have been pretty good about keeping it in the park this year. We walk more guys than them. Um, that's all you Darvish's fault, though, and uh, Dylan Maples. And we were uh, we are ninth now, ninth worse. So it's getting better. So uh, all the metrics are getting better for the Cubs. Um, they actually strike out more guys than we do, but both teams are um, average to below average. Uh, defensively, the Cubs have committed one more error than the Marlins. Still, uh, actually, that might be worse now after last night's four. I wonder what the Cubs are up to now. I'm going to look it up. Let's see. The Cubs now. Oh, no, we're still fourth. We have 28 errors. We have four more errors than the Marlins do. And uh, now it's time for everybody's favorite stat. I've got great news, everybody. Cubs up over 700 on the dirt. Thank the baby Jesus. Well, at least they were yesterday. I hope we still are. No, we we dropped 697. Oh, sons of bitches. Yeah. For those four errors killed us last night. Um, so I was excited to call us 700. We were 700 as of Saturday night, exactly. But uh, now we've dropped again. And uh, the Marlins, man, they're so bad I didn't even look them up, actually. <laughs> uh, no, actually, they're pretty... Average defensively, too. So, I don't know. Nothing to write home. We should sweep this series, right? So, uh, little four sp- game series. We should. Tough sweep. Although, statistically, teams sweep four game series more than they sweep three game series. I don't know why that is. But That's weird. Yeah. Isn't that weird? There's less of them, too. Yeah. It's weird. So, uh, the scavenger hunt for uh, this uh, series is that you don't even have to be at Wrigley Field to do this, but you know who was at Wrigley Field this weekend? Oh, no. Marlins man. Marlins man sits behind Pink Hat guy, but I got to do with in my Pink Hat this week, too. It was kind of nice. But uh, Marlins man was there this weekend watching the Cubs Cardinals because he's a fucking attention whore. But yes. I guarantee you he will not be here tonight when the Cubs face the Marlins for four games or any day this week. Marlins man will not be here. So I want everybody who wants to enter the, the scavenger hunt this week and try to win this DVD of 100 years at Wrigley Field is that you have to troll Marlins man and say um, why he doesn't support his team. Is he a twatter? Oh, yeah. He's definitely a twatter. Oh, yeah. He's a twatter. I don't follow him. I don't follow him. He's a twatter on Twitter. And he's not even blue so- check mark, but he's it's the real dude. Right. So in-person trolling or just online trolling? Online oh, trolling. Be there. Yeah, yeah, just be like, dude, I thought you'd be here. Are you here. sure he's not going to be there? If if he's there tonight, I will eat your hat of nachos really? that you bought. 
Um, he's not gonna be there. No well, way. I mean, he, if he was here last night, why not just stay and go to the Marlins game today? Because I mean, he's not a fan he... of the Marlins. <laughs> oh, that's true. He does hate Jeter like a lot, right? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, Marlins man offered him a bunch of money and tried to buy off Jeter, and Jeter's like, "Fuck off, Marlins man." But Marlins man doesn't. I, I respect Jeter for that. Yeah, yeah. To not be a a, a whore like Marlins man is. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if Marlins man is not there at any of these games, troll him and ask him why he does not support his favorite team. He's like, bro, you were there against the Cardinals. I just assume you'd be there tonight. And when he's not, then you'll know. But if he's there, then I guess this whole scavenger hunt thing has been fucked with. So just fuck with Marlins man and put hashtag scavenger hunt and you'll get entered. How about that? Yeah. Just fuck with him. Um, the weather looks bad. Uh, it's going to rain maybe tonight going to be in the 40s gross yeah um tomorrow it's not supposed to rain but it's going to be in the 40s all day spring where's summer yeah then on wednesday it's going to warm up a little bit but then there's even more of a chance to rain of rain it's just a little bit warmer and then there is a day game on thursday and it's supposed to rain all day so but at least it'll be 61 degrees as you get wet so i'm guessing that Mm -hmm. at least one of these suckers is getting washed yeah, and tonight could be delayed. It looks like that thing's supposed to hit right at game time. I'm yeah, kind of miserable. Like Thursday is the best candidate for getting washed out, it looks like. Yeah, 80% chance of rain. And storms. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, game one, Sandy Alcantara, one and three with a ERA near five. Uh, Cubs score five in the fifth tonight. You heard it here first. Mm, a, a, a fiver, five ups. Cole Hamels is going for the Cubs. He's 3-0 and with a 3-19. Uh, we got five runs off of Sandy Alcantara last time Sandy. he went out there. But he struck out seven Cubs through six. Um, last time he went out there, he gave up six through 5.1 against Cleveland. Um, and no Cubs have homered or tripled off of him, so it's about time to change that tonight, I think. Hamels shut out the Marlins through seven last time and struck out eight. That's why we're so heavily favored. I mean, this is just going to be, should be a cakewalk. Um, Last time he gave up four through 5.1 against the Mariners and the Cubs won anyway. They uh, won six to five. That was the game with the Schwarber go-ahead run late, um, home run. Uh, Martin Prado has taken Hamels deep a couple times. So I don't know what you do with that. Watch out. Cubs win. No doubt. Uh, game two is lefty Caleb Smith. Dude, who, what a pitching matchup this is going to be. He's mm-hmm. he's probably I I saw an article when I looked up Caleb Smith by the you know by Le- I'm the, sorry it's lefty Caleb Smith lefty that's Caleb it. Smith versus lefty John Lester um on to on uh, Tuesday yeah and I saw an article that said uh, Caleb Smith is the only reason to watch the Marlins that's the title of the headline wow. Yeah, so he's pretty good, I guess. Soon to be traded, Caleb Smith, I'm he, guessing. Maybe. I mean, he might be a dude that they're kind of working around, but he's 3-0, and got a 2 ERA going against Lester, who's better than him, obviously. 2-1 and one with a 173. Caleb Smith was briefly in the Cubs organization, and I remember talking about him at the end of 2016. And he got drafted by the Yankees, 
and then he got Rule 5 drafted from the Yankees by the Brewers. The Cubs bought him, and then they returned him a few months later to the Yankees. I mean... To the what? I, I think there is a receipt. There's like a process. Like when you go into Target and there's that little room to the right and there's like the ladies who take the things back, you actually bring your baseball player in. And if you don't have a receipt, you only get credit. Yeah, you can't bring him back after yeah. that. Yeah. So he brought him back probably just for store credit. Right. And then yeah. the Yankees. Tra- credit. Yeah. But, and then the Yankees traded him to the Marlins. Uh, for Mike King, who I've never heard of, and some That's bonus. That's my cousin money. who can hit the golf ball forever. Mike King? Mike King. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Sounds like a good hitter. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, he got traded for Caleb Smith once. And uh, anyway, so that's the weird saga of Caleb Smith, but he's doing pretty good. And he also beat us last year in the opening series. The Cubs lost that game. And you'll remember this one. 17 innings. Cubs lose 2-1. to one. Eddie Butler broken forever. That was oh, Do you remember? Yeah. yeah. He was done after that. Yeah. Um, and he struck out eight Cubs, Caleb Smith did. Lefty Caleb Smith did. Uh, last time, he only gave up one run through seven against Cleveland, and uh, Bryant did homer off of him before, So, but that might be the only run of that game that last year. Um, so he's good. Hopefully we can get to him this time. Uh, Lester was not great against the Marlins in the opening series last year. He gave up four runs, three of them earned, and he only lasted 3.1, but hey, as the opening day. I don't really. He only pitched seventy-seven pitches. Do you even remember what happened that day? Seems no. weird. Yeah. No. So uh, last time he one hit Seattle through seven, and he uh, and it was a shutout, and he struck out eight, only walking one. Uh, Curtis Granderson, the Grandy Man, has seen him sixty times and has three home runs, and he's batting near three hundred. So I think if the Marlins have a chance to win any game, it's probably this one. Yeah, seems about right. I mean, if if maybe uh, if they're favored, if I mean if the Cubs are favored, I'd maybe put a Marlins bet on this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just they for the make money, some money that way. Yeah, not not, but it makes you a terrible Cubs fan, really. Yeah, you got to separate money from you know Cubs loyalty sometimes. <laughs> Truth. So uh, Jose Urena. Who in game three, one in five with a 545 up against Kyle, Greg Maddox Hendricks, who uh, has lowered his ERA now to 393, so he's under four. He's won two games, lost four. Um, Jose Urena last time, he gave up five runs on six hits through six against Atlanta and got in a big fight. <laughs> so, did you see this fight? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Gaussman threw behind him. Well, this is was a carryover from last year, but uh, Kevin Gaussman of the Braves threw behind Urania, uh in this game because Urania hit Acuna on the first pitch of the game. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> Urania Acuna, Acuna Matata. <laughs> so, anyway, there's bad blood there in Atlanta, and um, we beat him twice last year, Urania. I got eight runs through 9.1 innings. Bryant kind of sucks against him and has seen him the most. And Rizzo is good against him and is homered. So we'll have half of Brizzo in this lineup. And then uh, the professor is like, now get this, man. I don't even understand how they do war. But you would think that after um, that game that Kyle Hendricks pitched, 
that he'd be worth more than exactly zero wins, uh, 0.1, no, negative 0.1 wins against above replacement right Yeah, now. but he was like negative one and a half yeah. before. I yeah. think he he did make leaps and bounds. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. But it's just still like, oh, so you do that, and now you're just back to even. Let's see what he does next game. Because he, listen, that was really great to see, but he kind of stunk before that. Well, he stunk. It's been every other start, right? Yeah. He was awesome against the D-backs. Then he was sucked against the D-backs. Now he was awesome against the Cardinals. And we'll see what he does next time uh, against the shitty. Uh, can you imagine the fucking Marlins blow him up? That'd be annoying. Um, Game four. Just don't even turn your TVs on, folks. Yeah, Trevor Richards, who's 0-4. Unless you like offense. <laughs> yeah, unless you like. Uh, yeah, the over. Well, this is actually a remax, rematch of uh, the Tax Day Massacre. Trevor Richards versus you, Darvish. Um, we got five runs. I mean, you, Darvish, did win this game against the Marlins. Uh, we got five runs off Trevor Richards, and we knocked him out after four and two-thirds. He walked four dudes as well. Um, last time he gave up two hits and uh, three walks against Atlanta. So he was good, but he only lasted 4.1. So we'd probably knock him out and get into that bullpen. Uh, the Marlins ended up, even though he pitched well, the Marlins ended up losing that game 9-2 to because they suck. And nobody on the Cubs has more than three at-bats against him, but Javi and Bodie and Brian all have doubles, so I think we'd fuck this guy up probably and give you Darvish a cushion, and maybe you Darvish will be not garbage against the garbage team. Baby steps, Danny. Baby steps. Baby steps. Yeah. He's getting there. Baby steps backwards. Um, he was good against Miami. He only gave up two runs on four hits. Eight Wasn't that the name of our band when we were doing heroin in Brooklyn? Baby ba- Steps Backwards? Yeah, that's a good name, actually. Um, he he did walk for it. He's got to cut down on the walks is what it is. And I know people are like, well, he's getting squeezed. The umpires are blind. I don't buy that completely. He's got to well, use. Well, I think it's just his stuff is so nasty. You know, it's it's gonna it moves so much. It's going to get out of the zone. You know, if people aren't biting on it, he's going to walk people. But... People got to swing at it. You know, he's got to put it, make it look like it's in the zone enough before it goes out of the zone. Well, good thing they keep putting old ass umpires behind the plate that can't see the fucking balls. Yeah, because Lord. Robots, please. Yeah. Lord knows your vision just gets better with age, like a fine wine. So, what do you guys think? Can the Cubs continue their sweeping ways here, or, or is this a three of four or a split? Or like- I think it's three of four. That's my call. I think it should be a full four game sweep. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with that because I think the Marlins are really terrible and we're hot right now and I want to see us win 11 in a row. Yeah. I mean, there's no excuse not to just step on a team like the Marlins' neck, right? Yeah. And just, That's what you hope. Well, you don't want to let them get to double-digit wins in your ballpark. That's, <laughs> that's bragging rights for centuries. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'll be out there tonight. Um, Jeff, are you going out there tonight? Yeah, I'm planning on it. I mean, weather permitting, of course, but I'm going to leave here in probably about an hour or so and head over there. Nice. You can't can't wait to get to that Marlins batting practice and uh, oh, watch yeah. those uh, balls fly and uh, sh- just shy of the warning track. I think the wind's <laughs> still blowing out, so we might get something. I don't Maybe know. it gets something. Oh, so. speaking of wind, what is that fucking smell? Oh, God, Danny. Well, Jeff is certainly right. The wind is blowing out. I got here <laughs> in record time today. Yeah. My flying carpet was just, oh man, I was cruising. But uh, how you guys doing? Good to see you. Good, good, good man. Good, good, Hi, good Cubs, Cubs Yeah. 
Uh, why don't you just do your poem? Because we got to get this. The game's only in five hours, Cup Shadavis. So why don't you just uh, you know give, give us the poem. Get out of here, huh? Okay. You know the rules. Here's my poem. Sylvester Stallone was rocky. Danny DeVito is stocky. True. When the Marlins are gone from the town of the Fonz comes the team that plays games in... Nick Poppy! No. Manicotti? No. Marginot? No. Uh... I don't know. I, I know what's going to happen because we've been uh, get the Bleacher Bum Band has been getting this front row Amy song about the uh, famous front row uh, large breasted woman that sits in the front row at, at Brewers games. And it's the, it's the Brewers. Brewers are coming to town. Oh, yeah. Milwaukee, baby. I love that town. They're Nothing, so dude, drunk. Dude, fuck off. Get out of here. All right. Bye, guys. I'm going to fuck off now. Cubs drop us out. <laughs> it's about time he listened to me and go fuck off. He seems in a chipper mood today. I don't know. We, I, don't, I did look up uh, accidentally, and I didn't mean to, to look this up, but I, I, I just clicked on the, uh, the game that's being played Friday and against the Brewers. Uh, Joe West, home plate umpire. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah. We, uh, Jeff, we got to get a song up called uh, "To Final Countdown." Oh, it's a Joe West strike zone. And it's just all video, all Joe West mix, missed calls from that game. It's pretty good. So, and it's uh, I, I got a prediction for that game is that Cole Hamill's bobbleheads because it's Cole Hamill's bobbleheads after some shitty call at home by Joe West that they don't have enough to overturn. Uh, Cole Hamill's bobbleheads fly under the field. And how many get stuck under his other chins? <laughs> yeah, I want to Slappy. Ch- hey, here's a quick stat for you, Danny, before we sign off and you give me your TFC. The Cubs have six shutouts already in 2019. Twice as many as the next closest team in baseball. Wow. And it's the most of any team in the first 29 games since 1908. So that Tony Andraki put that up on Twitter, and I thought that was pretty cool. What else happened in 1908? I don't remember. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So, so yeah, we end this show with some TFCs. Uh, Do you have one, Lop? You know what? I kind of did, but I got to find it. (laughs) There was was just way too much joy on Cubs Twitter. You know what I should have done? I should have went to Cardinals Twitter, and I didn't think about it. Yeah, I did have something, but I took a bunch of pictures last night. So I'm all right. Here we go. Um, oh, and we didn't really talk about this either. Is that? Um, and maybe this uh, this is perfect. We're saving it for last because I felt like the best troll was uh, Jose Martinez. Remember at, at the end of Game Two, Pedro Strope did not quick pitch him, but Jose Martinez had his hand up there trying to get time. The umpire mm-hmm. did not grant it. Pedro Strope threw a strike. And uh, obviously, Martinez didn't swing. Strike one, he's behind the count. Really pissed off Yadier Molina, who ran in from the on-deck circle. And um, I thought this was pretty expert trolling by our friend Brett Taylor over at uh, Bleacher Nation. Um, Trolling uh, Jose Martinez by retweeting the game in which, do you remember when uh, Chris Coughlin called for time, did not get it? And then right. in 2016, 
And then he ended up, uh, I think it was the game winner. I do remember that, yeah. Yeah. So And, and so Jose Martinez could have done that. So uh, Bleacher Nation put that play back out there right after the game and trolled Jose Martinez with it being like, actually, this is how pros do it, bro. Suck it up and get it done. Yeah. So I, I that's as much of a TFC as I've got this week. It's been too good. Yeah. It's been too good. There's too much joy in Cubland. Yeah. I mean, there's I could, you know, go through all the the uh, Cardinals tweets that they still wouldn't trade uh uh Yadier Molina for Mike Trout, but you know, that ship has sailed. Yeah. It's classic. Um I do we do have a couple uh phone calls from Eddie Vetter. Called back oh. into the show, so uh, let's just give those a spin, and uh, then we'll oh sign. God. We'll sign off with a new song. Uh, this is uh, Eddie Vedder, and even flowing. Wait, we already heard this. All right, here's the here's the new one. Uh, this is Eddie Vedder, and I'm gonna. saying about you and a butt plug oh that made lyle hang up huh Uh oh yeah he's like oh shit no i wish i knew it sounds fun i had to silence the microphone for a minute so i could you know put your butt plug in yes (laughs) so it it makes a loud popping sound yes so, uh, Jeff, thanks for being on the show. Hey, thanks for having uh, me. You know, we'll have you back on. What, you know, I, and I should explain to our listeners that, you know, uh, we all have day jobs, and um, it's, it's going to be kind of tougher maybe this year uh, to get the three of us in the room to put out as much material as we'd like to. So, uh, you know, we had Evan on last week. We had Jeff on today. And if, uh, you know, we'll all get back in the same room sometimes, but we have a lot of other people on the show, which, uh, yeah, and I promise you, no duds. <laughs> no duds. Jeff, you're no dud. I hope not. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, dude. And uh, we'll see everybody next Saturday over at G-Man Tavern. Come see yeah. the Bleacher Bum Band. We're going to rock your socks off at 5 p.m. May 11th. And it's sh- for Danny's birthday, so everybody be there. Happy birthday. Yeah, the show is free. And uh, just throw some money in the bucket. Uh, so I yeah. can pay Jeff for his uh, rehearsal space. <laughs> That's helpful. Yeah, it's helpful. All right, uh, let's go get another sweep, shall we? Spagog! Spagog! Yeah, the Cubbies won the whole weekend. Cards place in the standings dropped. Chicago took over first place And the Cubbies can't be stopped Cardinals are a half game back Raise the W and sing We'll sweep them in St. Louis too 
Man, that city is boring. Yadi, no like it. Sweep the cardinals, sweep the cardinals. Yadi, no like it. Sweep the cardinals, sweep the cardinals. Joe Buck, no like it. Sweep the cardinals, sweep the cardinals. John Ham, don't like it. Sweep the cardinals, sweep the cardinals. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at Squeezed.com. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. 
Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.